podcast number five, Refuse to Find Fault, Toothpicks or Two-by-Fours. In the Bible, the Savior gives us a parable about motes and beans. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? As I understand it, a mote is like a toothpick, and a beam is like a two-by-four. He counsels us to quit noticing motes in our neighbor's eye and focus on getting rid of the beams in our own. This is amazing counsel for nurturing a marriage. Just imagine trying to remove your partner's sliver with a two-by-four in front of your eyes. Christ also teaches, Cease to find fault one with another. From the Doctrine and Covenants. We must resist the urge of bringing up our partner's small motes and instead focus on our own large beams, one of which may be finding fault itself. Remember, motes are like toothpicks, while beams are like two-by-fours. In other words, we must first work on the biggest issue, ourself, rather than fixate on our spouse's relatively small faults. Jake and Ashley had to work on this concept. It really bothered Ashley when at mealtime Jake would pick on the food with his fingers before the blessing. It was such an annoying habit. However, in quieter moments, Ashley would remember that Jake was extra good at clearing the dishes off the table and washing them right away without being asked. Ashley realized that his knack of early tasting the food was a moat, and her tendency to focus on that rather than the kind acts of dishwashing was her beam. When she removed that large beam, she could better see the kindness and ignore the tiny moat. In addition, I have learned that when we work on our own faults, our honey is freed up to work on him or herself. Rather than feeling like they have to go on the defensive, they are free to examine their own life and observe our example of working on oneself. Ashley was surprised how well it worked to give Jake time and space to want to change by ignoring his quirks and instead working on her own shortcomings. When Jake and Ashley moved to a new climate where the humidity was high, Jake noticed a real change in Ashley's hair. It was totally frizzy now, with tight, messy curls encompassing her whole head. At first, it was almost shocking to see the change in her, but gradually he realized that there was nothing she could do about her new hairdo that nature gave her in this new, humid location. So he let it go. In fact, this new look started to grow on him. It was even kind of cute. He was glad he hadn't said anything about this change in her looks. I understand. After the birth of a baby, I was always so grateful that not once did Mark comment or bring attention to the baby fat that took time to recede after the delivery. In fact, if I complained about it, he always reassured me, you are doing great, or you'll be just fine. And he helped me turn back my attention to the wonderful experience of having this new child. I decided to likewise never comment if I noticed Mark had put on a little weight. If he brought it up, I would reassure him that he'd be fine. We were exercising and trying to eat healthy so it would work out, and it usually did. Most people are acutely aware of their own faults and don't need to be reminded of them, but instead use the freedom to figure it out on their own with us stake busy working on our own. Another couple fixed an ailing marriage similarly. I love the story related by a former professor of mine and a 70, Spencer Condy. One day, walking across the grounds of a temple, I met a lovely elderly sister who struck me because she was so radiant. Her Christ-like countenance stood out to me, and I felt moved to ask her why she was so happy and content with life. 
Well, she said with a smile, several years ago I was in a hurry to get married, and quite frankly, after a few months, I realized I had married the wrong man. She continued, he had no interest in the church as he had initially led me to believe, and he began to treat me very unkindly for several years. In fact, one day the sister reached the point of desperation. She knew she could not go on any longer in these circumstances, so she knelt and prayed, asking God if he would approve of her divorcing her husband. I had a very remarkable experience, she said. After I prayed fervently, the Spirit revealed a number of insights to me of which I had been previously unaware. For the first time in my life, I realized that, just like my husband, I am not perfect either. I began to work on my intolerance and my impatience with his lack of spirituality. I began to strive to become more compassionate and loving and understanding. And do you know what happened? As I started to change, my husband started to change. Instead of my nagging him about going to church, he gradually decided to come with me on his own initiative. She went on to tell me that recently they were sealed in the temple and that lately they have been spending one day in the temple together each week. Oh, he's still not perfect, she affirmed, but I am so happy the Lord loves us enough to help us resolve our problems. Another example is from the Pace family. I used to think that our differences were weakness in our marriage, admitted Mark L. Pace, a religious leader. In fact, when a problem would come up, he would pray that his wife would change her mind. But he has come to realize that these differences are actually strengths. He stopped asking Heavenly Father to change her. When they have a disagreement nowadays, he started taking a paper and pencil with him when he kneels in prayer. He then asks the Lord what he should change that will bless their marriage. Invariably, he concludes, things get better afterward. So, he has removed the beam. Love and acceptance can be powerful agents of change. In the Bible, again, in the book of John, we meet the woman at the well who was living with a man that was not her husband. Jesus' disciples marveled that he talked with the woman. But Jesus cared more about what she could become than what she had done in the past. He taught her and gave her opportunity to change, which she did. Treat your spouse as they can become, taught President Ezra Taft Benson. When we treat others as they have been rather than as they can become, we hold them back. Instead, we can forgive and forget past mistakes. We can believe that others can change. We can overlook weakness and point out the positive traits that they may not be able to even see in themselves. We have the opportunity to see individuals not as they are, but rather as they become, he concludes. Remember, criticism makes love die. So we must fight the tendency to find fault. We can choose to say nothing negative about our spouse to others or to them, whether they are two-by-fours or toothpicks. Instead, we could praise our sweetheart for something amazing she accomplished. We could tell a friend something sweet he did for us. If we search for the good, we will surely find it and then can help it grow. And if we watch for good things and reinforce those instead, all the while working to be better ourselves, our dearest will have the freedom and space to change on their own. What if there is something that simply must be addressed that is too important to be ignored? That's okay. We could talk it over, but we must do so carefully, praying first to let the Spirit help us choose the right words to say 
we would do well to sandwich the topic with love, starting and ending with sincere accolades of praise, admiration, and love. Minimize the focus on the issue and maximize the good that is already there for us to find and to fan. If possible, we should make this issue a one-time conversation that is addressed, resolved, and put aside. Of course, there may be situations that require ecclesiastical or professional intervention. But most often, if we focus on the good and the wonderful and let it grow, leaving the rest behind and moving forward, we can better bask in all the good in each other and all around us. Hey, it's your marriage. Search for good and make it mmm marvelous. I'd love to hear your story, questions, or comments via email at theanswerismorelove at gmail.com.